And hello, everybody. It's Tom Chenault, and welcome to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault's stepmother. Is that what you call it? Yes. Yes. I so guess so. yes uh, <laughs> she, that's very cute. And Adrian's not here, so we've got Denise today because she desperately wanted to interview Nicola, which I was thrilled about because Nicola scares me out of my wits. And she's just so powerful, so smart, so all world that I just needed Denise badly. And so <laughs> here we go. Say something to Nicola real quick to get this show on the road. And we go from here. Denise. Well, I, we were talking a little bit before off camera and uh, Nicola has always been. And we just got to visit with each other about three weeks ago at the ANMP. And I took her aside and I said to her, I said, you know, your what you talk about is so powerful because it is, you know, finances for women and having control of your money and knowing where your money's at is one of the most important things. And I can't tell you. I've had different conversations with three different women this week, and all of the conversations ended up around security and lack of money or not knowing if they're going to have enough money. <laughs> and so I think that I just love you, Nicola, because this is such a powerful topic and you're such a stand for women. And, um, and what you've gone through over your lifetime and in the last four weeks has been incredible. And I just love you for showing up today and for sharing with our listeners um, your story and, and you know, your vision for what can be. Yeah. Yeah. I thank you guys so much. You know, uh, Tom and Denise, it was so good seeing you guys in uh, Dallas. And the thing is that uh, there were so many other things that were coming in the way where, hey, should I go? Should I not go? And uh, I think we could definitely talk about that where when you are on the right track, sometimes it seems like you're off track. And I'm so grateful that I did show up and I'm thankful for you guys to have me here at the Legacy Leadership uh, podcast show, you know, um, what you guys have done for the industry is just so amazing. And you've always been contributors, even with your uh, contact mapping, just bringing people together. And I am just honored to be here and grateful to be here. And Tom, I am not the boogie girl, so there is nothing to be scared about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. And I, I do. I, I really do understand that. Um that feeling, um, I had to grow to understand that because Tom's not the first one who's ever said, I think that that power, uh, it, it um, can be like, it's strong, but <laughs> I can't take the credit. I don't, I don't, I don't hide the idea that I am nothing without God. And, you know, if that were not my uh, source, my rock, I'd know I'd be a hot mess, just be real, you know? Uh, and so um, I found the path through a lot of pain. I did. And, and, and you know, you get to that place where uh, everyone has been there. And if not, you're not grown enough. <laughs> 
You're not grown enough to where something in life almost like brings you to your knees. And then you remember that, you know, you can petition for help and for guidance and um, that it is already on the inside of you, but you do have to discover it and rediscover and rediscover. Mm -hmm. And I just believe that I am right now in another test in seasons. I've been in these seasons a few times in my life. Uh, but what I do is I go back and I remember that at every end of every, you know, I would say terminal or tumultuous ceiling, feeling it was another level in my ceiling, right? It would be another level for me. So at this point, I've begun to allow challenges to um, mold me. And it also helps me become more... Um, passionate about what I do, very much clearer about why I do what I do. Yeah. Uh, and it also um, helps me love more because you figure that time is so much shorter. So then you you really like say, there's no time not to love. Does that, that make sense? That's what, you know, you got to love yourself and you got to, you know, position yourself so that you can love uh, more. And that means well, that's, that's what contact mapping and that's our entire philosophy of life. So yeah. we are aligned on that front. Yeah. However, you have absolutely stood in some unbelievable circumstance over the last <laughs> four months. Yeah. And I'm bringing it up because she's had everything come but the locus. <laughs> it's unbelievable, yet she has taken a lick and, and kept on ticking for two reasons. One, there's no stopping her. Two, she built this arc called her business and her life long before the flood. And mm -hmm. I want to talk about that because that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Is setting yourself up for any catastrophe that can hit you and not get your head knocked off. And that's basically the test that God, since you brought God up, is probably given you right now is you need to show these people you're getting through so they know they can get through anything because I know. And if you talk about what happened to you on any one of several fronts, that's great. If you don't, that's great. But I'm telling you, it can happen to anybody and accept the fact that it will, right? Absolutely. It, it, it will. I can tell you that I have learned long enough that you are either just come out of a storm, in a storm, or about to go in. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So when we know this, there's never not a time that we should be operating in preparation. There's never not a time that you should not be preparing. And, and I talked about this even at the uh, A&MP about, you know, we have to put a purpose to everything. I actually just finished a, um, a, a we did, we do, I'm going to have a book club. And the uh, book that we've been reading, I love to go old school, right? Because <laughs> sometimes I do, I love to go old school. And when I'm talking about old school, I mean old, old, like I'm in the 1900s with As a Man Thinking. Nice. And just to know that when we started uh, for this, um, for this book, as a man thinketh, 
I had been in the midst of like one of the storms that happened, right? <laughs> one of the storms that happened, but I had already planned for this book. We had done, um, you know, every month there's a book. So this was already set for the month of June for As a Man Thinketh. And uh, the before we did like sell like crazy, I think I did. And then we did As a Man Thinketh. So but I didn't know I was going to be in the storm while we were reading. And this is a book that I have read so many times. Um, and it is short. That's one of the reasons why I read it so many times. And it reminds you to just get real with yourself and stay real with yourself. Right. Because um, thoughts are things, including you. We are our thoughts. We are our thoughts. And when I, I, I first learned about that in, in the Bible, right? And, and the Bible told us that, the, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he and things like that. And you eat and drink, but you're far from him. Meaning that a lot of times we don't really believe what we say until we see something, right? We'll say things to ourselves, but we don't really believe it. And I'm not going to talk in riddles. I'm going to be straight up with the idea that many of us will say that we want certain circumstances in our life, but if you were to look at our calendars, it will say the total opposite. If you look at our bank accounts, it says the total opposite of what we say we want. And these types of books, I am nowhere near perfect. You have to have reminders, reminders that you respect. Does that make sense? Like, because you can hear this stuff all the time, because we do. You can turn on the radio right now, you're going to hear something about financial literacy. That is like a very common buzzword. Uh, but then you're also going to hear this thing called recession that I, in my opinion, believes is personal. It's become national, it's become world, because it's become personal to a lot of people. Does that make sense? Because the nation is made up of people. Yeah. People. It's not a it's not this abstract thing, right? The, the the nation is not this thing that we look at when we were in fifth grade looking at the globe and we're looking at the blue and the green and oh that's the land and oh that's water. It's the people. And when we begin to realize that majority of um our pain is created, meaning from perspective, it changes a lot. And you're talking to her from a woman who buried three kids by 23 and even still right now on today when we were at uh, the A&MP, my husband ended up in the hospital because the week before he fell off of a scaffold, he was all like banged up. So I was really not wanting to leave him. And then as soon as I get there, he gets to the hospital, then you can't get a flight out. And I'm like, they're like, what am I doing here? Right. I should not be here. And it was exactly where I should have been. And then my brother, who was able to go and visit my husband in the hospital while I was there. And I said, okay, at least my mom and brother went to see him and my family represented. And then that same brother, the Monday I get back, that Monday night resting, wake up, exhausted from A&MP to find out that my brother was hit by a car and did not make it. Not to mention it right before we got to A&P. Did you hear me talk about God and family first and forgot that my company got shut down? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, wasn't that the big deal? 
But when you put in perspective, my husband and then my brother, then the other things seem small, especially if you're prepared. And I know we're going to go to a book. And that's what I'm going to talk about is I got time to really focus on my family because of financial preparation. That is unbelievable. Talk about it. You got 30 seconds, Denise. Go ahead and talk about it for a second. Well, it's, you know, preparation is everything. And, you know, what, what I constantly hear in your message is turning fear into faith. And, you know, and it's not a one and done thing. You know, this is a lifetime of, yeah. of going back to it, going back to it. And, and there's always tests. And what I love about you is that you are, you're leading the way and you're so personable, Nicola. And I can't wait to hear more of your story when we get back. All right. This is the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you very much, Ted Anderson, for keeping us on all these years. It's the Legacy Leadership Show and Nicola Smith-Jackson is a rock star. We're going to get to it right after this. Stick around. So it's a little 30-second break, man. Oh, you are unbelievable. Perfect setup. Perfect job, Denise. Who needs Adrian Chenault? I knew that. <laughs> you do. There we go. <laughs> you do. So he uh, knows that we're working on his behalf. And we're coming back in a couple of seconds because the brakes aren't the brakes anymore. We fixed that. So oh. we're coming back right now. Hang on. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Show with Denise Chenault. And she's running the show today because women power, especially in this day and age, I mean, it is a time for women to stand up for what they believe in and their rights and get after it and take their power, seize their power. They own it all. And we might as well face back in the network marketing space, especially. And you two women exemplify that. So let me get out of Denise's way. And uh, I want to know about this banking stuff, either in this segment or the next, but it's a short segment. So Denise, go wherever you want. Well, I do. I want to go back to uh, Nicola's story and just, you know, maybe just give a quick overview of, of how you got to the point where I'm, you were a uh, uh, hairstylist and um which is an entrepreneur, you know, and so how did you, how did you get to the point of knowing that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and then shifting into network marketing and finance? Well, I've only been an entrepreneur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never had a W2 uh, ever. <laughs> and, and that probably, I don't know, good or bad. I would have been that child that probably my mom wanted to wring my neck because I, uh, I quit college. Uh, I was an A student and she thought I was going to be an attorney. Uh. And I literally started going to um, undergrad at Georgia State and I quit. She didn't know for a while. Oh my gosh. And I was doing, uh, I was doing hair part time. And I learned that from, you know, her, my mom had a hair salon and I saw her come through corporate America into entrepreneurship. And that was like, it, it stuck in my mind that when I saw that shift, you know, sometimes as a kid, you see something and then you kind of have your own perspective, even as an adult, you have your own perspective. Yeah. And I just remember that when she was working her job, that we were having a lot of issues. Like sometimes the water or the, um, or the oil being cut off where you'd have no heat. I could remember, um, 
you know, groceries. She bought them. And um, by towards the end of the month, whatever, it got kind of scanty. Uh, I could remember uh, it always being, I don't have money. And then when she went and she got a trade and she became a salon owner, she did not just work in a salon. She became a salon owner. In her first year, she earned six figures. Uh, she said that, like she was talking to someone about taxes and I always was there because I was her assistant, you know, free labor. Yeah. <laughs> I was the answer to phone girl, the assistant, the towel girl. Yeah. And I was supposed to be going to school, but I used to see a lot of cash flowing around. Like, you know, people, she did a service and I saw her get paid. I don't know, that just excited me. Like she did something and I saw her get paid. And um, so in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But she was behind like, this is not what you're going to do. You're going to go to college and you're going to be an attorney. You're going to do whatever. And, um, and and I didn't. And for a while, that was pretty dark. It was a dark time for my mom and I because it was like it was considered like noncompliant. And, I, you know, as a hairstylist, I ended up being being a um, an assistant. First, I was assistant for her. Then I began to assist for other stylists. And um, and then I became. Um, really good at that, really good at serving, really good at the preliminary of setting them up for the style. Yeah. And I loved earning tips. I would move so fast that no assistant would last in the salon. No one would anyone but me. And that was on purpose. <laughs> so I became the best assistant. Uh, that's the least I can do. <laughs> and then I became one of the best uh, stylists and, and, and a, uh, an owner of a few salons. Uh, but, you know, later on, having those children and bearing those children by 23, uh, my body uh, was taking a toll. It was taking a toll. I was in the industry for about 20 uh, years before I learned about network marketing. And it happened as such once I got uh, pregnant with my last son. So after burying three children and having one that uh, was disabled, where now he's 24. So this has been some time. Yeah. Now he's 24 years old. And now I would have had a 10-year gap between my last child and my, my new son. Hmm. And I just knew that I needed more time freedom. There'd no, be no way I can continue those 12, 14-hour days. Even though we were earning six figures, that was my goal, right? This is the thing. I had that goal. My mom earned six figures. I want to earn six figures. But six figures many years later just doesn't add up to be the same. And six figures with a family of six is nothing. You realize yeah. that? It's nothing. Especially if it's on the low end of the six figures. Yeah. And we ended up with the recession or the downturn of the economy in 2008. So I have a new baby. Full term, by the way, I, that was my biggest accomplishment. Wow. A full term baby that came home the same day I did. That was the biggest accomplishment. And um, I put my mind to it. I said, this one is not going down, whatever I can do. And it worked. And But I knew that I couldn't do the 12, 14 hour days. And I just began to pray and said, Lord, it has to be something. I didn't know what network marketing was. And I ended up learning about it at a hair show. Let's right. take a little break. So we're going to come back okay. right after this. This is the Legacy Leadership Show with Denise Chenault, Nicola Smith-Jackson, and these are rock star women, and I love them. We'll be right back. All right. All right. We're at the break. Those break. Oh, 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Next week's guest. Okay. 
You know what? He trained me well, and I'm just not paying attention. He told me next week's guest, and I forgot to tell him I need to have on glasses to read. <laughs> we got you. We're doing tremendous. Right. So this is, you're doing the best job in the world, but we're coming back right now. Oh. This is so fun. And welcome back. It's Tom Chanel. It's Denise Chanel, the silent, pretty much Tom Chanel, and Nicola Smith Jackson. And we're going to talk about some banking in this long segment right now and yeah. wealth building. And I am telling you, if you don't listen to this woman, you are missing the boat because what you're trying to build here is a long-term, long-lasting generational wealth. And if you don't have a plan to do that, you're out of your mind. And she's got a plan. Back to you, Denise. Well, what I love about Nicola is uh, everything she does is supersized. <laughs> you think you have a vision? You just wait and you listen to Nicola because she will supersize your vision. <laughs> so you were talking about earning six figures and uh, how that in today's money, that just doesn't cut it, especially if it's on the low end of the six figures. No, it doesn't. I mean, with inflation, even right now, you know, inflation going as high as nearly 10%, meaning that your dollar is now just about 90%. That has been probably the largest um, jump since what, nearly 40 years. But the long story short is, is that um, on top of that, uh, there are, um, you know, challenges with jobs, challenges with health, all these different things that point you in a direction that there's no way I can work myself to wealth. Right. That's the bottom line. And so when I discover that through reading and saying there's no way working 12, 14 hours a day and what are you going to charge a thousand dollars a head? Who can pay that? You can't. So then you have to look at a few things. What type of career would now become my seed for me to feed my financial future? There's no way when I, when I, when I begin to understand that most people's active income, even if we're in network marketing, it's, it's still active income. It becomes residual, but it can still be cut off, right? I am an example of that, right? So at what point do you realize that the money need to be working with you and then eventually harder than you. Yes. Yes. That's the simplicity of the plan because many people will say, okay, well, saving for retirement, especially for entrepreneurs uh, where there are no real structured retirement plans. Unless right. you now are one who should have a, a, a fiduciary, which is a financial advisor that is bound by law to have your best interest at heart. And once you identify that, and even if you don't, you know the basics that there's no way. The way to get rid of the fear of not having enough money is to put money to work for you to reduce that fear. You have to face your finances. The first thing we want to do is we want to budget to build wealth. Many a times we budget to cut back. Right. We should have an allocated amount of our income percentage-wise, not dollar-wise, percentage-wise of your income that is going to growth. And you want to look for things that eventually the way to get ahead, it's simple math, 
is if you have the rate of inflation, you need your money to exceed that to order to be making money. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the yeah. only way to do that is through compound interest. And we have to look at ways to where compound interest is working in our favor. Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. It is because it takes on a mind of its own. And we know about this. It's not like we don't because we're taught this in network marketing. You know, we go to three, get three, get three, the five, get five, get five. And then all of a sudden, here you go, boom. But what if instead of us thinking about that only with people, while we were doing that with people, we were putting our money to do that. To right. And did you say when I, my notes from A&P, did you say to live on 30% of your income? Is that what that you is the That is the goal. You'll start off with the investing or the placing of the 30% into things that grow money. And then eventually it will now decrease where you can live off of your 30%. And now you can invest the 70%. That is the goal. And that's why you got to get started now. Right. And the thing is about that, it is definitely possible if you don't fall into breaking Parkinson's law, where you now increase your expenses as you increase your income. That's happens to so many people. Well, it's a law of economics. Literally, it's the it's the the behaviors around money mm. that needs to be adjusted, and it and it really creates now adding a purpose to your why, right? You've got to know what is your why, but why is your why? When you start to say, I don't want to, forget about dying broke. What about, I don't want to work so hard to get to an age where I'm living broke. Is that not a why? Like if you're in the network marketing industry, you are busting your butt. Now, how long are you going to be able to keep doing that at that pace? So we want to, that money that we earn, a portion of it off the top, pay yourself first with interest. And what you want to use are vehicles that give you predictable passive growth. Now, predictable is the biggest part about this work because we know that when we talk about investments up, down, up, down, we know it must do that. It's currency. It needs to do this to correct to whatever. But there are some vehicles that would guarantee you the growth. And whole life insurance that pay dividends with the mutual company does that. It does have to be placed. It does have to be placed and it does need to be designed a certain way. But that's not the only thing. This is just an added stop. Before you go and do all of those other investments. Why? Because it's insurance on your money. Right? How many people, we insure our cars, we insure our phones, we insure our homes, yeah. we insure probably pets, we insure ourselves. Yeah. What about the money? What about the thing that now you are going to know you're going to need from now to the day you die? And then, what about the thing that the next generation gets to stop starting from the bottom? Exactly. Why not? Yes. With me, my why was outside of my children, how dare I have a child that was disabled and leave that burden 
Mm, yeah. Someone else, just because they say they love me, call family. And I'm the bomb. Right. Right? Yeah, he has a dad, but I'm the mom. So I feel like, okay, the dad can feel like I'm the dad. I do what I do as the dad, but I'm the mom. And this is what I want women to understand is that when we now become assets to ourselves first, where we know we deserve it, right? Because when a woman does not have um, enough money where they feel like they can make decisions, they don't have autonomy, it minimizes their autonomy, their choices, That's right. life, then we don't feel that we're worth much and assets are always worth something. So we must become an asset first to ourselves and then an asset to our families and then our communities. Then we're, we can crush it anywhere else. Does that, that make starts, sense? That starts with education, which is- Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about now, but this is what I found. Majority of these principles we already know. Mm -hmm. We know them, but we need to be in an environment that enforces them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So in conversations are common about money. What what do you see? How you, you talk about behaviors around money. How are women different around behaviors around money than men? What do you see? Well, it's our perspective of what money is for. Mm -hmm. um, that, un that unworthiness or the undeservability for women based off of sometimes our past, our experiences that we keep secret, but they're not a secret because if you know, they're not a secret, right? If you know them yourself, they're not a secret. The first person that knows is you. And I have been there. When I talk about, can you imagine the threats of undeservability with a young woman who can't even carry a child full term? Yeah. I used to be able to see women with the big belly and, 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 and I was like, what's wrong with me? Why? I can't even, like, I'm trying. And then <laughs> the biggest switch was when I decided I was going to have a full-term baby. What? <laughs> I decided. And then now when I was able to decide something that most people will feel like is intangible, like literally, I hear what the doctors are saying, but this is what I'm going to do. I begin to ask, seek, and knock about what could I do with my body, with things. And then I discovered that it was about what I was doing with my mind. Every time I got pregnant, I was so afraid not to, I was so afraid to lose the baby that I kept losing the babies. Yeah. Right, right. And then I'm like, that is like ridiculous. I didn't know it worked like that. I thought that that meant that fear would make you more careful. Fear attracts more fear. Right, yeah, yep. I had to learn that. Like, no one is talking like that, especially when people are complaining about the economy. They're complaining everyone is not going broke in the economy. That is absolutely ridiculous to even think so. Someone has the money, and then you need to say, I need to go there. That's how I found network marketing. I said, everyone's not going broke in 2008. There's some people that are making money, and I earned my first million in the first year. I said, someone's making money somewhere, and that's where I'm going to hang out. So what you want to know is right now in the recession, what I know now is money is still growing somewhere. 
And there are some things that you can put your money in that can guarantee predictable return on it. And that's where you need to start. And that needs to happen regularly with no excuses. Right. With no excuses. The same way how we hit goals in our businesses, we can do that same thing if we want to. And you say, how do we know we want to? Thoughts and actions are inseparable. Yep. Where energy, yeah, yeah. Where energy flows, attention goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So the infinite banking, it's not a new thing. Nelson Nass, I shared this in my book here, The Case for IBC. Yeah. And I shared How to Become Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. <clears throat> it's not a new thing, but it's saying, look, you need to use your money towards things that feed you towards things that grow. That's what you need to do in this day and time. Hold that thought. <clears throat> During the break, I read a book a long time ago called What Would the Rockefellers Do by Garrett Excellent. Excellent. You know that book? Absolutely. Actually, it was a book um, that <clears throat> even Ray Higdon had in his book. Right after this, this is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show or the Business for Breakfast Radio Show. Right after this, Tom Chanel over and out. All right, we're back. Hi, Denise. What are you doing, baby? <laughs> Those glasses are bomb, Denise. Those glasses are bomb. I'm like this little name. Uh, oh, thank you. I uh, I need them. I I don't like to wear them, but I only need them to read, but. Yeah. I wear glasses too, and I'm like, why don't I have them on while I'm trying to that lady at the restaurant? In 10 seconds, see? <laughs> okay, we got to come back right now. All right, we're back for the final segment of the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Denny Chenault and Nicola Smith-Jackson. Unbelievable show. Uh, this woman is well-read, she's well-versed, and she's well-equipped to help you figure out your money. So please, whatever you do, go to that website and test drive Nicola Smith-Jackson because this woman knows her stuff. Denise loves her. And it was pretty funny when she booted Adrian off the show today to be able to do <laughs> show with her. <laughs> Cute as a button. So take it back, Denise. Well, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because both of my parents were teachers. And so I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial family at all. And I really had no experience with money as my experience with the money was X amount comes in. And so, you know, what had to go out was less than that. You know, that's how I knew. And, you know, I was a single mom and a lot of times that did not happen, you know. And so I was living on 20 bucks a week or whatever that was. And um, the only thing I knew about money is that the people that I saw invest in real estate seemed to do pretty well. And so when I got divorced, I took my uh, my 40%, it wasn't 50, I got my 40% of the money from the house that we sold and I put it into an, a condo and I knew that I had to sit on that because I knew that was my only asset available to me as, as, a, as a single mom. And uh, Tom and I just recently sold that condo. I paid uh, 110 for 110,000. We re recently sold it for 450. Mm -hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I was, I was pushed many times by people very close to me to sell because of my, you know, living on 20 bucks a week. But I knew I could not do that because the money would disappear. That's right. That's right. And you're, you're right on target with investing in real estate. That was where I got my start at 19, investing in real estate. And, um, but I, I just wish that someone would have told me about infinite banking before. Right. Where even with, because you know that when we are investing in real estate and even if you have any debt service, you know, there's the two enemies to your money, taxes and debt. And so when you have those two enemies and this now infinite banking is the weapon to those two for those two enemies, then it automatically puts you ahead of the game. And, and then I wish that someone would have told me instead of only purchasing or getting debt service from the mortgage companies or the banks, I wish that they would have told me to set up and do that for my own bank. Because when you actually do the math and you start looking at the interest that you pay, even in the first five, 10 years of any property, right? If we knew about this system that before we bought any asset, you know, the assets are things that make you money, liabilities are things that take your money. And when we begin to look at this and we say, look at this interest that would have been coming to me. Right. Recapturing that interest. Oh. We would all be wealthier. If you would add up the interest that you pay on cars, homes, what have you. And now you can create this system where instead of you making all of your deposits in the traditional fractional reserve banks, you could now put this in the vehicle of an insurance policy that guarantees you growth no matter what the economy is. And then you borrow from that to go right. and buy those properties and pay yourself back. Just, I just want everyone to just go and take a look at whatever they're buying with interest and imagine that money coming to you versus away from you. It will just answer every question as to why you should become your own banker. And it starts with no matter what seed you have, but it's about that consistency of knowing that you deposit auto draft, right? We like that, but the other banks are using our money the way that we could. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it starts somewhere. You have to start somewhere with it. I've been doing it for years. You do have to start somewhere. And I didn't always know about it. That's the reason why I'm telling everyone else about it. Like you have to do it. And that's why I went and I got, made sure I had the licenses, credentials, and even went to the next step of getting the highest level of education about it. Because I do see it out here where people are using the wrong vehicles for this, for people. They think they can use any insurance policy or they think they can use IULs. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. That's a whole nother show because it does not guarantee the growth. It does not guarantee the growth. I'll tell you, pull out, pull out the illustration and pull out the projections. I need predictable growth on this infinite bank. And then I go out and buy those other five asset classes. You can go and buy, whether it's your, your real estate or your stocks or your commodities or, you know, your arts and collectibles or, you know, whatever you decide that you say is your thing. Cause everyone thinks they have the thing, right? I'm real estate. I'm crypto. I'm this, I'm that. No, we need it all. We can have balance. Yeah. Yes. These 11, one through two tells us that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
We need it all because one of them going to be up, the other one's down. Remember what gold was looking like when crypto was hot? Right. Come on. Can we wake up already? We need it all. <laughs> but we need a bank first. <laughs> and you can do you can do this if you have a low credit score, if you have high no credit requirements to start. No, there is no credit requirement. Yeah, yeah, you may have to do a medical exam and people say, yeah, but guess what? You can do it on the kids. You could actually do it on a, you can have a policy on your business partner. Anyone that there is a genuine interest, it does not have to be you as the insured, but you can own the policy and you could use it as the bank. So it does not. So we, we're taking out every excuse. Okay. We can we do gotta it. Go. We got to go. You got to go. Do not leave. The show's going to end here in about two seconds. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We love you. Okay. The show's, we're still live. So don't be hanging up yet. We're just, okay. <laughs> don't start cussing. We're live. Oh, <laughs> Wait, wait, Tom, you talking to you and you and you? <laughs> I about had a heart attack today. Denise, I was out. I, I said, Denise, would you like to go for a walk? She about swallowed her cigar, man. She was so happy. She said so she and I walked around the yard talking about oh, you. What I, I said, really? I go, are you feeling okay? <laughs> Want to do a walk? You're <laughs> a romantic son of a gun. So well, you know I'm going to the gym to take my boys to the gym. Obviously I've been, we were at, um, LA fitness in between my own podcast and all this stuff. I, you know, I'm the basketball Uber. So we do the gym and then now they have practice and, you know, so I'm actually finishing up. I am actually writing the book Family and I'll be hanging out with Jay Abraham, um, next week. Yeah, I'll be hanging out with him next week. And he is like so ecstatic of what I'm doing. He feels like you need to do this. And um, it was already kind of in the works of even what was happening with my company, you know, but I know that everything happens for, for a reason. And what I can be is grateful for whatever time I, I did have or do have. I just have to be grateful. I, well, here's I what I want. Here's what Denise wants to know. Where'd she go? She went to get the doggy. Okay, that's no good. So if you, <laughs> if you, if you, you the dog bark. That's exactly right. Oh my gosh, I was on a Zoom with my guy, my Amazon store guy. Um, I have some Amazon stores, and we teach our Pink Millionaire Club how to get those too. So we were on the line with him, and his cat jumped in the middle of the <laughs> Zoom, and I saw him like try to throw the cat. I said, "Was that the cat?" Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I know for sure. If you have to, if, if business gets so bad, you have to start pawning your shoes, call the news. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're size eight. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen anybody dress with more style and class. Oh, my than gosh, kidding. I just oh, want to I, say uh, you. We're in the foxhole with you. And thank you for coming on. My heart just is, I love you so much. And I, I pray for you. And I know you, I know you don't need my prayers, but. Um, oh, I do. <laughs> of course I do. The prayers of the righteous avail much. I need all the prayer. I'm praying for everybody. It's nice for them to come my way too. <laughs> well, it's, you know, I, I heard, uh, who was it? I think it might've been Joe. 
what is his last name? Anyway, he said, he said, your, your overcoming is your becoming. Oh my. I, I love that, you know, because none of us get out of this, this life unscathed. We don't. And, um, you know, it's just, we have to know that at any one time, all of us are going through it, you know, on some level. And, um, so I do, I pray for you and, and, um, and your family and I'm, Thank you. My heart goes out to Nicola and I love you. I love you too. And I'm telling you, it has been a lot mm -hmm. to where I had to say, heck no, nah, what is this thing trying to do? Take me under? No. No. I have to go up. Like, You're I'm, like I I, I'm too valuable. Even in this timing, you have to tell yourself that. Like, I'm valuable, right? Even in this time, it needs to be a voice. And there's no way, like, Who's going to keep believing or having faith off of all the time your yesterday's story? Right. That's it. You understand? Yeah. Like your yesterday's story. Yeah. So Nobody reads yesterday's, yesterday's newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when people can see and I can say, listen, I've been, I've been going through this, this, that. And then they'll go back at those same dates and see I was still showing up. That's I it. was still there. I was still, you know, and then also... I think they could tell like if someone is really afraid of the money thing, like meaning that things are not good. God has been good to me. And there's no way I can't share this movement in this, this word because women are going to want to know that. How do I find that security? Because like you said, I've been a single mom before, you know, single motherhood. My mom was a single mom. You have, a, you have millions of them. And then you have the moms who are, who are married who also may not be getting the support. And then you have women who may be in network marketing that the business is not going the way that they would like it to. So they're not even getting the support in their households. And they're saying, why are you doing that? It's a lot that women are dealing with, right? And, and out in the workforce, still only getting paid 82 cents on the dollar. Always yeah. less. That's why we have to be in free enterprise. We have to be in things that also does not care about your race, gender, anything. Yes. We have to go those routes. Where it's truly a level playing field. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, when I'm talking about infinite banking, they didn't say, they didn't change my rate because I'm a person of color. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Money doesn't care about that stuff. So women have to go in those arenas. Yeah. The money I earned in network marketing yeah, was it harder on me as a woman, but it wasn't impossible? Yes. We've got to stop thinking that you're going to get big things easy or without any pushback. Of course, when you start doing things that other people are unwilling to do, expect the pushback. Expect it. Stop being surprised. Right. You're trying to do what others don't want to do and you think that no one's going to try to stop you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be someone's job to try to stop you, Denise. That's right. That's what I feel like. I'm like, oh, so that's your job? Like, you took that job? Well, and it all, it, it the under, under, if you peel back the onion, it all comes down to fear. You know, like the, the crabs and the pot, the lobster in the pot. You know, right. like, but what are we fearing, though, really? Yeah. This is what I've asked women, even in my pink radio club. They're like, I'm afraid. I'm saying, so clarify what you're actually afraid of. Yeah. And then that's where they get stuck. And I well, said, yeah, 
Uh, you know, Byron Katie says all fear is either past story or future it imagination. Is. It is. Yeah. It is 100%. Story. If you're going to make up a story, then you might as well make up a good story, right? And that's what I say. So when you say it's past story, I say, okay, so if it's something that happened in the past, now you get another opportunity. What would you do with that now? That's right. Yeah. And if it's the future imagination, what would you like to happen? That's right. If you're going to make it up, make it up, make a good one up. If you had it your way, what? how would you have it? Yeah. Go get it, girl. Yeah. That's what I'm Go get it. Go get it. If this is how you would want it to be, what would you have? Yeah. And I'm telling you, I have gotten the ringer. I know that they look at me and say, she's still alive? Yes. Because I got purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what makes you keep showing up no, no matter what's happening in your life. Have to. Yeah. I've got purpose. Imagine if I don't open my mouth for the women who need to hear this. Who would be saying it? Because I don't hear the, I don't hear a bunch of voices talking like this. I love it because before we started the show, Nicole said, I gotta, I gotta mute my phone because people keep, people keep calling me because they love me so much. Yes. <laughs> They love me so much. They just keep me. you know. Yeah. And it is, and it is about purpose. And I am I'm I'm grateful even to be able to serve the community in this space because um as I was thinking, I said, Oh wow, how would they feel with knowing I'm super active somewhere else, whatever, and I'm talking about this? You know, people have thinking thinking, they'd automatically think it was something else with it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, God, you knew exactly what to do. You know exactly what to do because I know that all, not only network marketers, but all entrepreneurs, most of them don't have a retirement plan. That's why they're afraid. Right. They don't have the preparation. And so there are some things and then they feel like, okay, I'm so far gone. There's nothing I can do now. And that's not true. Right. Right. That's not true. They feel like I've come too far. I, I can't do anything. And then I've heard people say, you don't need insurance if you have money. Yikes. Really? Y your money needs to be making money. And they'll say, yeah, I got stocks. Well, how, how's that? How's that looking for how's you? Right yeah. How's that going for you right now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I have crypto. Okay. So tell me more. Oh, well, I have this other thing. Okay. They're all going to have something. So you need something that's solid, that's growing regardless. And then you can pull from it and use OPM, use the insurance company's money. Yeah. You have to know that there are resources out there. And, you know, why insurance for banking? Because you can pay them back when you want to. <laughs> it gives you time. Yeah. And then if you're smart, you're paying back early and keep growing the money. But if you didn't, if you run into a rough patch, no one's calling you or shutting anything off or coming back and taking anything or anything like that. Does yeah. that make sense? Like it, it just makes sense, but no one's really talking about that in that space. But I think that um, it's time that we do. It's time that we do. And, and I, I yeah. So, Nicola, thank you. thank you for being on today. It was a great show. Always and with you guys it was so great. Tell um, me, tell me the website one more time. Uh, FamilyBanker.info, and it's bank her. Her, her, bank her, her. 
<laughs> Family banker. Her. Yes, H-E-R. Bank right. her. Yes. All right. 